scripture reading before our message is taken from the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. I invite you to stand as we read God's word. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You may be seated. Brother Lee, the pulpit is yours. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Boy, we're... We're just about to have to break out some more chairs in here. I almost got to have a crowd in here today. So glad that you could make it. So glad to see all of you. Um, <clears throat> what I'm going to present to you today is, um, is part two of um, a part one um, talk that I gave some weeks ago. And uh, sort of reminds me of um, a a very famous song that came out, um, a worldly song, What's Going On. Uh, We sometimes wonder exactly what's what's happening in the world today. Uh, Why are we seeing these configurations? this, uh, these, these deaths, uh, these rumors of war, um, and everything seems to be, even people who are not religious people have a sense that something is going on in this world today. And so I wanted to present uh, to you uh, some background uh, based upon the teachings of, 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 our, of our faith, the Seventh-day Adventist faith, um, some milestones, if you will, as to might answer the question, what's going on, leading up to the point where you may not, we believe that it's going to come to a point that you won't be able to buy or sell unless you have what we call the mark of the beast. And we're gonna talk about that, maybe not today, but later on. And there could possibly be a part three to this as well. But but before we get into it, let's just have a, a word of prayer, please. If you just bow your heads where you are. Father God, thank you for allowing us to assemble here today. Thank you, Father, for the spirit that you have given us to want to be here, especially on this, your Sabbath day. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to, giving us the knowledge to know that this is your day of holy assemblage. This is the day that you have set aside and sanctified and made holy. And we are here uh, to give you all of the honor all the all of the glory and all the praise thank you father for allowing us to be able to assemble here unmolested at this particular time and help us to have ears that hear and to cooperate with you as we continue on this journey to enter into your everlasting kingdom in the name of your son jesus christ we pray amen um, for those of you who missed part, part one, I'm going to try to, I'm going to give a, a brief, uh, a quick overview of part one, just to, just to, just to bring you up, bring you up to speed. We first started talking about, um, a power from beneath is working to bring about the last great scenes. I'm not going to go into uh, 
explain exactly what that is right now, but just bear with me. That's what we talked about last time, that there was a power from beneath that was working to bring about the last great scenes. Um, the wicked have almost filled the measure of their iniquity. Um, we've become so unruly. And see if these things are not so. We have denied God's word so much. We're trampling on his truths. We're acting as though we can do anything that we want to do. And there's no reprisals. There's no, um, there's no word from God yet, we think. Or well, some people think. Number three, we are standing on the thresholds of a crisis of the ages. Right now, we're standing on this great conflict between good and evil. The devil wants it to make, and he's so crafty and, and so, um, so uh, filled, filled with so much sophistry that, oh, sorry, is that, okay, that we, is almost imperceivably, he is working to, uh, to trick us. He's working to think that everything is all right. Just keep on, um, on doing what you're doing. And, uh, uh, you know, there's no God. Uh, the wages of sin is not death. You're going to live forever. You can continue to break God's commandments. And, and he doesn't care. Um, you know, just... Uh, Every time I turn the TV on, I see um, uh, men uh, behaving with, with with other men as though they are uh, as, without any type of impunity, um, acting with with man as he should act with woman. All on all on the commercials. You know, you see it, and I'm not going to go into all of the things that. Uh, that this world throws in front of us, but we're standing on that threshold of the crisis of, of the ages. Um, number four, every case is about to be eternally decided. Satan sees that his time is short. So he's gonna be throwing everything at us that he possibly can, especially those who are holding on to the word of God, and rightly so. Those that are doing his biddings, which is also us, sometimes he leaves alone. But those who are trying to enter up on what we call the rough side of the mountain, he's really after, after those. And after, after you, he's really after me, especially those who are here today. He doesn't like it whenever you obey the word of God, which he asks you to assemble here on this day. So know that he's coming after you because he doesn't want you to be here. If, he, if you want to attend church, he wants you to go to church on Sunday, on the first day of the week, but not on the seventh day that he has sanctified and made holy because in it, in that fourth commandment, it tells you who he is. He maps out his territory. He says, I am the creator of all heaven and all earth. And on this day, you know, he has sanctified this day. And six days he has given us to labor. But on the seventh day is holy. And we are to come and worship him on this day like we're doing now and learn of him. And Satan knows these things. And he knows that his time is short. So he's trying to uh, get you to turn around. For we who know the truth should be preparing. Well, how do we prepare? We prepare by doing what we're doing today, I think. Coming and learning as much as we can about Jesus Christ and his requirements. Learn as much as we can about eternal life. Learning as much as we can that God is not this God that Satan portrays him to be, that he's looking to see if we fall out of, out of line and he's there to, to, with a whip to whip us back in shape. 
and then he's going to throw us into a fiery hell. No, that's not the God that we serve. Our God is a loving God, full of patience, and he's kind. Oh, words can't even describe uh, his character. His character has been described by one, uh, tried to be described by one author as being as sweet as a honeycomb. Um, he's a loving God, a long-suffering God. He's so kind and so, and, and so benevolent that he lets someone like me come up here before you now and stand in the gap. Oh, if you only knew my story. But I was not always a Seventh-day Adventist. But thank God I am one now. And that's all because of the love and mercy of our Savior Jesus Christ. That's the kind of God he is. Number six, I, and I think I did present, I think, ten slides last time. So I'm just going to go over the ten before I get into the part two. Um, the defiance of God's law is almost universal. Yeah, yeah, it's almost universal. Sin is just about right. And that's what's going on in the world today. The Lord is allowing these things to happen and allowing these things to happen just so that sin becomes ripened, if you will. And then uh, he's acting now, but he's acting now in the sense that he's allowing these things to happen because he could stop it, but Satan has, has, has said that um, the Lord's way, way is unfair. His way is unjust. Um, how can you gain by giving? You've got to take, Satan thinks. But the Lord says, no, 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 that's not my way. My way is to give. My way is to love. So all of these things are playing out, this, this great controversy, as Mrs. White has written. These things have to play out, and uh, entities in far-off universes and galaxies and all the heavenly hosts are watching what is going on on Earth right now. Oh, if that if that curtain could be snatched back and you could see scribes writing down the deeds of man and exactly what's going on and, and we pray and I pray for you and, and, and ask intercession for you that your, that your names re remain written in the book of life. Number seven. Everything in our world is, agi is, is agitating. Everything is agitating now. We're standing upon the threshold of a great solemn events. Prophecies are being fulfilled. Strange, eventful history is being recorded in the books of heaven, as I just mentioned. Yes. Signs, signs thickening around us, telling us of the near approach of the Son of God. Yeah. Right now, you know, we're seeing these hurricanes, these, these storms, these tempests, these floods, these fires, disasters by sea and land following each other in great secession. We're going to be seeing more of that as we enter. I know we just started the year 2023, but we'll be seeing more of that this year. You know, because we've already been told that things are going to, are going to wax worse and worse. And by us knowing these things, we won't be, we won't be um, caught, caught off guard like the thief in the night. We'll be prepared for these things. We were told um, in part one that God will not uh, do anything unless he first reveals it to his prophets. And we have a mighty prophet in our, in our sister Ellen White most prolific writer that, 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 that there ever was. Her writings, um, so many, vast, prolific writer, 
And um, I invite you to read her, her, her writings. Um, certainly they are not to eclipse what has been written in the Bible, but it's been used as a, as, as she calls it, a lesser light. The Bible is the greater light and her writings have been called the lesser light. Yes, number nine. The agencies of evil are combining their forces and consolidating for the last great crisis. Hands have been cracked, have been pressed, grasped across the nation, across the ocean. Um, the wound, the fate, the, uh, the wound that uh, the Pope has endured, the Pope of Rome has endured now, is, is being, that wound is being healed. And what that means is that um, we believe that the Pope is the, is the arch, is the archangel. Um, that he is the, uh, the, the uh the man of perdition yes the man of perdition not the archangel that he's a man of of perdition that he is the one who uh strives for the seat of god who's going to be acting as though he is god who is going to proclaim that he is god but he is now acting in in, in such a way and saying some very very polished and smooth things that's causing people to, to feel as though they are, there's safety in his words. But soon, as we've been told also that the, the United States itself, first of all, started to speak as a lamb, but eventually will start to speak as a, as a, as a dragon. Um, Oh, I invite you to enter into a deeper study of this. And then 10, I believe we ended with 10, the slide 10. God is trying to arouse men to the danger. God allows men a period of probation. But there is a point beyond which, which divine patience is exhausted and the judgments of God are sure to follow. The Lord bears long with men and with cities, mercifully giving warnings to save them from divine wrath. But a time will come when pleadings for mercy will no longer be heard, and the rebellious element that continues to reject the light of truth will be blotted out in mercy to themselves and to those who would otherwise be influenced by their example. It's, that comes from uh, one of Mrs. White's books, Patriots, uh, Prophets and Kings, uh, 276.3. Now, what I want to present to you now is part, part two. And I wanna do part two a little differently. Um, since I'll be doing quite a bit of reading up here, I want to ask you, after I finish reading these passages, um, if someone would just read, uh, would just state a highlight as to what that means to you. Um, and if you don't respond, well, then I'll give it, I'll, I'll, I'll mention what I think it means to me. Because I know sometimes, I know we were doing the, the glasses a minute ago, and I know some of us really don't want to participate, but we're such a small um, flock here. I um, I want you to I want you to to participate because if I'm going to do all this reading to keep your attention, you've got to give me some feedback. If you don't, you're going to fall asleep, and I don't want you to fall asleep. Now, not progress and enlightenment, but corruption and violence. Remember now, our, our theme is, what is going on in the world today? So 
let me ask you what you think about this. How is the world treating the law of God? Everywhere, men are working against the divine precepts. Is that true? True. Mm -hmm. In their desire to evade the cross-bearing attendant on obedience, even the churches are taking sides with great apostate, with the great apostate. Who is the great apostate? Satan. In claiming that the law of God has been changed or abrogated, abrogated. Men in their blindness boast of wonderful progress and enlightenment. But the heavenly watcher sees the earth filled with corruption and violence. Because of sin, the atmosphere of our world has become as the atmosphere of a pest house. Seven testimonies, ten and two. Pest house is a noun, a shelter or a hospital for those infected with a pestilential or contagious disease. What's the main idea there? Yes, yes. Natural results of disobedience. Disobedience, we talked about a minute ago about probation not being able to last forever. And um, Satan knows that his time is short. Number 12. Who can doubt that satanic agencies, agencies are at work among men with increasing activity? Who can doubt that? We are living in the midst of an epidemic of crime. Is that true? At which thoughtful, God-fearing men everywhere stand aghast. The corruption that prevails, it is beyond the power of human pen to describe. Every day brings, fre- brings flesh, or is that fresh, revelations of political strife, Remember, we couldn't even, just recently couldn't even get the, the, a House speaker voted. Political strife, bribery, fraud, every day brings, and this is just the beginning of 2023. Imagine what the other days, we, we just begun this year. Every day brings its heart sickening record of violence and lawlessness, of indifference to human sufferings, of brutal, fiendish destruction of human life. Every day testifies to the increase of insanity, murder. They said, what, four kids in Idaho just recently murdered for no particular reason? We don't even know who did that. Some people, I think people think it might be a professor of the college who may have done it. Every day testifies of the increase of insanity, murder, and suicide and suicides. Who can doubt that satanic agencies are at work among men with increasing activity to distract and corrupt the mind and defile and destroy the body? Um, MH, MH, Ministry of Healing, 142.4. Thank you so much. Yes. I think that's pretty, that's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? Any comments on that? Can anybody have any, any type of um, events that you can recall that speak to the same thing? If you don't want to tell us about it, but you just... Yeah. Yes. And, and explain it away with, with, science, with, with some type of scientific... Knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't solve the problem. Thirteen. The spirit of anarchy is 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 permeating the nations. The spirit of, of anarchy anarchy is just total lawlessness. The spirit of total lawlessness or anarchy is pre- permeating all nations. And the outbreaks, 
that from time to time excite the horror of the world are but indications of the pent-up fires of passion and lawlessness that, having once escaped control, will fill earth with woe and, and desolation. The picture which inspiration has given of the antediluvian world represents too truly the condition to which modern society is fast hastening. Even now, in the present century, is the professedly Christian lands, in professedly Christian lands, there are crimes daily perpetuated, perpetuated as black and terrible as those for which the old world center were destroyed. You think about Sodom and Gomorrah, why it was destroyed. And now we are in this day, we're just openly having, you know, the LGBTQs and, and these other folks that um, without shame, without any type of um, uh, fear, without any type of uh, correction, come out and show what they really feel. And if you say anything against them, you become the bad guy and can lose your position if you're in a work, working situation. You have to accept it. It's being, th it's being thrust and forced down, put down, forced down our throats. Either get on board or get out or suffer the consequences. Hmm, I think I was here. Before the flood, God sent Noah to warn the world that the people might be led to repentance and thus escape the threatening destruction. As the time of Christ's second appearing draws near, the Lord sends his servants with a warning to the world to prepare for the great event, to prepare for that great event. Multitudes have been living in transgression of God's law, and now he in mercy calls them to obey its sacred precepts. All who will put away their sins by repentance toward God and faith in Christ are offered pardon. Patriots and Prophets 102, uh, 0 1. The spirit of anarchy is permeating the nations. True? Is it? Hmm. Satan is putting forth desperate efforts to ensnare the world. The early Christians were often called to meet the powers of darkness face to face. Many say that that is where the true Christians were back then. And only when there is the, the, the temperature on us is turn up, will we then really turn to God? This is why we need to, to have uh, pressure on us, because this pressure brings forth the true Christian. The early Christians uh, really, really suffered persecution. And maybe in a way, persecution will bring out in modern day the true Christians. Remember everything that will be, that, that can be shaken, will be shaken? By sophistry and by persecution, the enemy endeavored to turn them from the true faith. This is the first Christians. At the, at the present time, when the end of all things earthly is rapidly approaching, Satan is putting forth desperate effort to ensnare the world. He is, he is devising many plans to occupy minds and divert attention from the truths essentially essential to salvation. I've never had so much lately, so much um, distraction about race relations in my own personal life of that as I've been uh, having here recently. Every time I turn around, it's, it's some type of race relation situation that's going on in my life. 
And I was asking God, well, God, why am I having these things? Because it's, it's trying to distract me against the real, the, the real truths. And the real truth is that Jesus Christ is, is coming back. And he wants me not to think about those things and devote myself to prayer and meditation and fasting and, and whining and signing and, and, and sighing for, for the wicked and trying to spread the word of God. No, not those things, but he wants me to concentrate on some type of race relations, stuff that goes on that's been going on for me ever since the 60s. Um, reparations for African-American people. Um, all kinds of, of, of distracting types of things, things that's going to pull me away from what I should be thinking about and praying about. That's only me. And what is your distractions? What distractions do you, do, are, are you having now? If I'm having these distractions, I know that you're having distractions as well. Things that are pulling you away from doing the types of things that God would have you to do, in this, in, especially in this time. Where was I? He is, he is devising many plans to occupy minds and divert attentions from the truths, especially to salvation. In every city, his agencies are busily organizing into parties those who are opposed to the law of God. The arch deceiver, that's what I meant. I didn't, say, I, meant, I didn't mean archangel, I meant arch deceiver, I'm sorry. The arch deceiver is at work to introduce elements of confusion and rebellion, and men are being fired, are being fired with a zeal that is not according to knowledge. Not according, fired with a zeal, I don't know why. Elder Slingo asked me to come down here periodically like this. I am not an eloquent speaker, but I don't know. I, it, we were talking in, in, in Sabbath school this morning about a spirit. Maybe he can see, maybe he can discern a spirit in me or something. I don't know. Or maybe he wants someone to, to, to help him deliver the word every, every Sabbath and needs help that way. But whatever it is, as many times as he asked me to do it, I'll, I, I, I can't say no. I'll be here. Some of you might not like that, but I'll be here. I'm, I'm yours. Like me or don't, I'm, I'm yours. Um, Uh-oh. Satan is seeking at every point to counterwork the work of the Lord upon the earth. We have the we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He has the false prophets. The false prophets, Satan himself, and something else. I can't remember what that is. So what I'm saying is whatever God has come up with, and this is why, there's, there's, no, there's no reason on this earth to follow Satan. He has no imagination. He only copies what God has done and, and, and does the reverse of it. God's way is perfect. His law is immutable. The only thing that Satan does is, is copy, is, 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 is makes a copy of it. And eventually, remember we were talking about the things that he's going to be doing, eventually trying to, trying to distract us. There's going to be a time that he, uh, Satan, or, and acting through man, will be able to bring fire from the sky. And that's coming. It may come this year. I don't know. Maybe next year. Maybe 10 years from now. We, I don't know, but when it, whenever it does happen, he's going to be attributing that to himself and saying that he is God. That's why he's able to do these things. The Bible tells us if you're in, in the wilderness, and he says that he's in the wilderness, that don't go. Because when you go and see him there, he is going to be, he's going to imitate 
God. So it's going to be so convincing that if you look upon it, you're going to be convinced that it's God. So that's why he said, don't even go there to see it. Because you know that whatever you, whatever you, whatever your eyes behold, that is what you can become. And that's not how I say it, but that's what it means. By beholding, you become changed. Satan is, 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 Satan is a diligent Bible student. Oh my goodness. He knows that his time is short. And he seeks at every point to counterwork the work of the Lord upon this earth. Nine testimonies of the church is 16 and 1. 15. Satan is now seeking to hold God's people in every state of inactivity. Satan is now seeking to hold God's people in a state of inactivity to keep them from acting their part in spreading the truth that they may be at last, that they may at last be weighed in the balance and found wanting. Comment about that? In a state of inactivity. Soon the final scenes of trouble will begin. The world is stirred with the spirit of war. I was just telling my wife this morning. I said, my, I seem to forget all about the fact that there's a war between Afghan and Russia. And then the scenes of that war came on TV. People are dying over there, dying and suffering and running for their lives. Right now as we speak, God have mercy. The prophecy of the 11th chapter of Daniel has nearly reached its complete fulfillment. Soon the scenes of trouble spoken in the prophecy will take place. Ninth testimony of the churches, 14 and 2. Mrs. White's writings. 18. The world is filled with terrible disasters. It was, it, was shown, it was shown the inhabitants of the earth in the utmost confusion. War, bloodshed, privation, want, famine, and pestilence were, about, were abode in the land. Abound in, abode in, abroad in the land. As these things surrounded God's people, they began to press together and to cast aside their little difficulties. Self-dignity no longer controlled them. Deep humility took its place. Suffering, perplexity, and privation caused reason to, res to resume its throne. And the passionate and unreasonable men became sane and acted with discretion and wisdom. Guys, do you see that these bad things that's happening are a way that they are purifying us? The bad things is happening. We, I, we were asked just recently to do a study on suffering. And what I did to find out about suffering was I went to the concordance and I looked up all the words dealing with suffering, even suffering and its derivative, derivatives, suffering, suffered, suffereth. I present to you to do that study and just look up what suffering means, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's a wonderful thing to endure this suffering. Remember, we are told that we are being purged by fire, and it's painful. Uh, the Lord is pruning us, clipping off the dust to be clipped. It's, it's, it's painful, but it's for our good. It makes us strong. It makes us, it brings us to our knees. It turns our focus to Jesus Christ, who is the only one that will be able to save us. Because these things are going to come upon us. Not to scare you, 
but just to prepare you. Just to prepare you for what's coming down. And we need to put away these darling sins and to become closer to our Lord Jesus Christ. Where was I? My attention was then called from the scene. There seemed to be a little time of peace. This is Mrs. White's in her prophecies. She's our prophet. Once more, the inhabitants of the earth were presented before me, and again, everything was in the utmost confusion. Strife, war, bloodshed, with famine and pestilence raged everywhere. Other nations were engaged in this war and confusion. War caused famine, want, and bloodshed caused pestilence, and these men's hearts failed them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. First Testimonies 268, one and two. I was gonna say something, my mind went some other place. Who will be able to stand? Who will be able to stand? We're told that even our brightest lights, our brightest lights are going to go out. So let's stay together. If we see one, I was telling a, a, a church member, if, um, if that church member sees me slipping and doing things that I should not do, to have the courage to come to me and say, no, no, don't, this, this, is, this is the way walk you in it. Come and tell me, and I pray that I have the heart to listen. I pray that, that I have the courage, if I see another person slipping, another brother or sister slipping, that I have the courage to go to them and tell them. We truly are a family, a family of God. We are children, God's children. We, I pray that we begin to act like it. 19. I have one more slide. I think I was going to do 20, and that'll be 10. Thank you for, your, for bearing with me in all this reading that I'm doing. I know it's not, I know it's not um, typical. But I, it's, been, it's been pressed upon my heart that whenever I take this podium, that I make from this podium, I make this podium have a certain sound. And that sound, sound, and that sound is a sound of, war, a sound of warning. And not for you, I'm talking to myself as well. I'm warning myself, get ready. It is a time of spiritual darkness in the churches. I have been repeatedly shown, Mrs. White says, I have been repeatedly shown that our presses, that's another word for suffering in my study, pressing on, pressing, allowing, enduring, I have been repeatedly shown that through our presses should now be constantly employed in, in publishing light and truth. This is, oh, she's talking about printing presses. This is a time of spiritual darkness in churches of the world. Ignorance of divine things has hidden God and the truth from view. The forces of evil are gathering in strength. Satan flatters his co-workers that he will do a work that will captivate the world, while partial inactivity has come upon the church. Satan and his hosts are intensely active. Yeah, he wants us to be inactive while he's active. The oppressed Christian churches are not converting the world for they are themselves corrupted with selfishness and pride and need to feel the converting power of God in their, in their midst before they can lead others to a pure and higher standard. Now, you can fool some of the people some of the times, so you can't fool all the people all the time. Either you have it, you can't give, to, you can't give people something that you don't have already. 
I pray that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, I pray that he fills you with the Holy Spirit. I pray that you pray to him that he gives you more of his Holy Spirit so that you can give to others, especially at a time like this. And lastly, I think this is the last one. I may about go to 20, 21 just to make sure. The seeds of an infidelity are sown, broad, are sown broadcast by the ministry. The seeds of infidelity are sown broadcast by the ministries. Hmm. You have to help me with this one. In our day, as of old, the vital truths of God's words are set aside for human theories and speculation. Many professed ministers of the gospel do not accept the whole Bible as the inspired word. One wise man rejects one portion, another questions another part. They set up their judgment as superior to the word, and the scripture which they do teach rests upon their own authority. And Bible tells us we, we, we teach as doctrine the, the, the traditions of men. Its divine authenticity is destroyed. Thus the seeds of infidelity are sown broadcast. Hmm. For the people become confused and know not what to believe. There are many beliefs that the mind has no right to entertain. Christ Object Lessons 39 and 1. Comment? There are many beliefs that our minds have no right to entertain. I know for me. Yes. Absolutely. Tell me if you don't have this problem. You guys will say, boy, he is really messed up. For me, I have to constantly make my, make my mind stay on things that are, that are of good report. My mind is constantly going off on something I shouldn't be thinking about. Constantly wondering, and 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 what she, and what Miss what Miss White is saying is we've we, we've got to we've got to rein that in. We can't allow our minds to just drift on things that we shouldn't even be thinking about. Yeah, yeah. We were told, yeah, these are the things. Yeah, think on these things. Whatever things are, are pure. Whatever things are lovely. Whatever things are praiseworthy, and the like. And we ought to think on these things. And Jesus, yes. That's Jesus, yes. Lovely and pure, worthy of praise, of good report. That, yeah, that is Jesus. Think on him, yes. And 21, I think I'll end here at 21, because I don't want to wear people out. I don't want to wear the saints out. And I do know that, you know, a lot of reading can wear people out. I do know our, our attention spans are, are not that great. I know mine isn't. I, I guess I should have to speak for myself. 21. God's faithful messengers must go steadily forward with their work. Wickedness is reaching a height never before attained. And yet many ministers of the gospel are crying peace and safety. But God's faithful messengers are to go stead steadily forward with their work. Clothed with the panoply of heaven, they are to ad advance fearlessly and victoriously, never ceasing their warfare until every soul within their reach shall have received the message of truth for this time. Acts of the Apostle 220.1. I have... Um, and it wasn't my idea. I'll have been given a packet of little tracts. And everyone that I meet, 
I just give them a, a, a little track. Just something to, you know, because many times we might be the only God that people, you know, that people see. Use those opportunities. And I know with me, I know a lot of times when I meet people, I know I'm talking about things that I should not be talking about. But there are certain people that God brings to me that I know that I can, I know that I can only reach. There are certain people out there that God knows that Nick can only reach. There are certain people out there that Philip can only reach because of his, his skills and his personality. There are certain people out there that Elder can only reach. And God knows that he puts those people around you. Um, so what I have done, I have these little tracks. I just can give them a track. And, and uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I asked him to read the fourth commandment. And I, I mentioned to him that before he read the commandment, if he, would be pray, if he would pray first before he read the commandment. And um, he usually gets in contact with me, and he hasn't gotten in contact with me lately. I think he's somewhere praying and, and thinking about that fourth commandment. You know, what I'm saying is in ending, let us do our part and then let God do his part. Thank you so much for listening. Father God, as we dismiss, we pray your blessing will remain upon us. We pray that your light will shine from us and that uh, our hearts and our lives will be transformed, uh, that you will take us and make us a blessing to others, and may they recognize that we have been with Jesus. Teach us and guide us along our path, for we pray in Jesus' name, amen. amen.